Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here at Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. Hello, everyone. This is Black Girl Soul with something else and Song Ray. Today we are talking about the hopefully it's a hit show um Sisyphus the myth. Song Ray is gonna do the synopsis and then we're gonna just go episode by episode and hit the first four. Take it away. All right. So we're starting off talking about um a girl. Her name is Kang Siohei, I might be saying that so incorrectly, but just work with me. Kang Siohei, that's Park Shin Hai's uh, character. And she's coming from a future place. We don't exactly know where in the future. We just know it's a future place at this point. And she comes to 2020, 2021. I'm not sure if it's 2020 or 2021. And her job really based upon what her father's instructions had given her was to come to just live her life. But she's coming because she recognizes a horrible thing is going to happen in their future. And she's trying to stop that horrible thing from happening. So she's going back into the past to try to stop this horrible thing from happening. And it leads her into meeting with Han Tae-soo, who's played by Choi Seung-woo. And the two of them are on this mission. He's the co-founder, he's the founder actually of Quantum and Time Company. And the two of them are on our mission to try to figure out what is going on, how things have happened, and the death of his older brother coming back, like him seeing him in physical real life, coming back and trying to figure out what what are the the ins and outs of all of what's happening and what's going on. And as they are going through this uh, situation and working through meeting these various people from the, um, there's a group called, oh, what's the name of the group? I'm sorry. Aren't they like the control bureau or something like that? Yes, yes, the control bureau. They're trying to figure out what control bureau is doing, how things are working and who's, you know, who's running what. So there's a lot of, ins and outs a lot of uh action because i love the action from her Mm -hmm. um and he's a genius a mathematical genius really so he's able to like do a lot of things build things put things together and make things happen quickly so their tales and their trials and what they're going through is what our story is about Right. And let me start off by asking this question because I don't remember the three things her daddy told her. when she went back like I don't think she's supposed to be trying to find him I think she's supposed to be trying to live her best life and her dad was like run away don't go find the genius engineer yes don't go find him and I forget what the third thing was but oh and don't trust anybody that's what right. he, he was like these and she broke them all she broke them all damn near right away like yes I was like Jake uh you are in a place with nice clean air and you're tasting real meat for the first time why the hell are you running to save this dude um but I get it I get it because honestly if she knows that she's leaving her father behind then she's trying to maybe save the future and save her father by doing what she needs to do in the past so I get it and something with her mother as well because in that first episode they do mention she does mention what about mom and he says you know don't worry about her right now so Mm. I think as well she's trying to figure out how to save her mother lord so that's gonna come back to bite and see I'm already okay let me say this let me start this way This is the kind of show I love. Okay. Like, (laughs) great. It's in action plus action plus action. And they are great, solid characters, right? They're not like silly or crazy. And I'm I'm so sick of you. You all saw when I dropped that little tweet about 
Han Soon or whatever his name is and how I'm done with him, done with him, done with him. I'm not even trying to see a melodrama right now. So the action of this show is perfect for me. And I love her as an actress. I love him from Stranger, really. I feel like I'm totally backwards. And so I'm trying to catch up and watch some of his other stuff because I'm used to seeing him be all stoic and severe in the show Stranger. And so to see him like dynamic with swagger, he he darn near looks younger than he does in Stranger. I was like, dude, you kind of you kind of you have it going on, sir. So it's it has a great foundation. What do you think, Sunray? I think yes. Right now, um, although I I'm still, I like a melodrama. I like a rom-com. This has been like really exciting just because I love action as well. And so they've kept the action going. The story is not so crazy that you feel like, oh God, what's happening now? Who's this? Where'd this go? Like they haven't done so many loops and have us so many places that we're confused. And they're not time traveling so frequently that you don't know what's like, what era are we in now? Who's doing what now? So I've loved that part. and. The two of them are very strong characters and very solid actors. So I'm enjoying it thus far. Well, I'll tell you what one of my observations was um, for episode one, and we can just trade back and forth. Questions and observations. So one observation, I noticed the high production value. The scenes from the future don't look like bad Canadian sci-fi shows. And y'all know them when you watch them. (laughs) Um, It doesn't look hella fake. It doesn't look like it's too many or there are too many CGI backgrounds. You can see that it's slightly fake, slightly faux, but it's not overwhelming, you know? Um, Right. Otherwise, there are plenty of wide shots and large settings, which tells you high production value because they do a whole bunch of close-ups and face-to-faces when they know they can't, like, show you what's behind the characters. That's like a sign that is super cheap. So high production value is a plus. How about you, Sunray? Um, I think for me, one of the noticings in the very beginning would be that, like you said, they don't have it so that the future felt so out of whack and out of, and weird. They didn't have us come back into the, you know, regular time and it just you know it didn't throw us off everything seems very realistic and could be if we were talking this type of you know situation going on I love that he has been able to in hard times even though he's not a fighter and he's not really into the action and gunplay and all that he's still able to help contribute to the situations and I also love that he's a thinker so like as things are happening to Mm. him and around him he's able to kind of process what's going on and it's not like things are blindsiding him because that's like another k-drama cliche that I can't stand when people are blindsided by the obvious right right exactly it's it's that he's blindsided and uncomfortable where you would expect a normal human being to be uncomfortable is he MacGyver yes he is MacGyver yes he is but when they jump off the buildings he does go, damn, that hurts. Like he, <laughs> he right, is, he's real. Right. You can see that it's not like, oh, this is super smooth. I'm doing it without having to think twice. Cause she kind of low key is like that. Like she is on her Terminator shit. Like, <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. But he is her balance in that he's not Terminator. He's a soft human. He's trying to figure <laughs> this stuff out. He actually bleeds from the ear when some of this stuff goes down. <laughs> and so, but I have to ask, and maybe you have the answer to this, either you will, Sungray, or maybe one of the listeners, how did she avoid the control bureau when she was over by the train uh, tracks? Because, you know, she climbed to the top of one of the trains and then she was all chill and letting the wind flow through her hair while they were like closing in. And I was like, how did she get away? Okay. So for me, that totally was a 
I think they slipped. And this is just my personal opinion. So it was something I did pay attention to immediately. I'm like, uh oh, here we go with the non realisticness. Like it came, and you know me, I, I as you all mm-hmm. have been listeners, if you've not heard from us before, I am the one who cannot suspend disbelief very well. So my suspension of disbelief had fallen at that point because I'm going, wasn't it just drones drop flying around looking for them? So how do drones just magically disappear when she got to the top and they was there before? The drones would have seen her and found her. Mm. So I personally do not know the answer to that question. I, I too am wondering where'd the drones go? Because finally they didn't see her, but where'd the drones go? Right. And hopefully one of you is listening to this and will have an answer. Um, but maybe if we can remember, we'll post this question on Twitter or something and say, what the hell happened? Because I kid you not, she might as well have had a mint julep in her hand and just sipping away at the top of that train. Cause she was super <laughs> chill. And I was like, um, I don't understand. So that's what I have for episode one. I mean, you know, basically it walked us in, but how about you? So for me, my question was going to be about the airplane. So I was very confused because again, I'm going to preface with, I have never been on an airplane where there has been a window broken or any kind of airflow issues. I've always seen dramas, TV shows, you know, where when that happens, there's a huge sucking uh, sensation, I guess, where air is flowing and it's pulling people. So I was struggling with the cockpit scene where the, we later find out it's a suitcase, hit the front window and it killed the main pilot. The co-pilot was still able to function, but all he did was put up a plastic like clipboard and that saved it. So I was like, okay, did I, am I missing something? Because would that not have caused the entire windshield to have caved in? Like in my understanding of how plane stuffs work, like if there's any people who work with planes or understand that concept, can you help Songray out? Cause I'm a little lost there. Right. Cause um, see, I do suspend disbelief very, disbelief very well. So I was like, <laughs> dude, you made that happen with a clipboard. Okay. then." <laughs> because yeah, whenever there's a, a hole, they always talk about how everything gets sucked out. So I thought it was just like, I thought that, cause I think at one point he did say something about the clipboard being made from some kind of material that was like super strong. And I just figured that between like, okay, the gray tape, he did it all with gray tape y'all with the gray okay, tape, tape. <laughs> right. Between the duct tape and, and then just putting it in place, maybe the suckage held it in place. I don't know because he had so many other fish to fry with having oh, to man. like open up, you know, the innards of a plane and figure out how to do some kind of um, doohickeying type stuff with a magnet. I don't know how that works. It just illustrated to me that not only is he smart, or not only is he sexy, but he's hella smart too. That's all, it, that's all <laughs> the same did for me. All it showed me was that he could use his big brain to save the world. <laughs> so, I, so yes, that's another great question that we may have to put up and hopefully you guys can um, answer the question. <laughs> and in episode one, we were introduced also to his uh, co founder his mm. partner some of some sort the guy I cannot think of his name do you happen to have his name available the real actor's name is Tay and Ho and he plays Eddie Kim okay so Eddie Kim we got to meet Eddie Kim and Eddie Kim is like so for Taesul Han Taesul he is like a very Relax, not too pressed about anything. He's relaxing. So while he's on this plane, he's supposed to be in a board meeting. They're calling him like, hey, why are you not in this board meeting? He proceeds to say, oh, well, I'm up in this plane that's about to crash. And yeah, that's why I'm not there. So just let everybody know what's going on. And so Eddie Kim is more of the very straightforward, got to handle business, got to make sure we're doing this, got to make sure we're doing that. He dots the I's and crosses the T's. So we got to meet his character and see how the two of them 
you know, kind of yin and yang and balance each other out in order for this company to keep going and flowing. Um, and we also get to meet his uh, therapist, who's a former mm-hmm. girlfriend. So those two things were, were are two other characters that were presented that we, you know, are going to meet again and use again later. Right. And let, let's also just point out like the psychological side of the the stuff that he's dealing with because he is tortured. He is tortured. And we find this out from episode one. He is tortured by the death of his brother and the fact that he was not there for his brother in his time of need. And so when he goes to his therapist, ex-girlfriend, he's there to get drugs. He's, he's drugged up and he does not care about his company anymore. And that is a interesting difference from the way that he was pre his brother's death because before his brother died he was the ultimate CEO right and then his brother passes and he and I'm trying to not give too much away but at the same time talk about like this character has changed there is some that there are layers to the to the story um we're not just getting one-dimensional characters we're getting multiple layers of their tragedy and what their their motivations and what they've been going through. So when you see him being kind of flippant, he it's almost like he has been hurt the most that he can be hurt in in life and he doesn't care about the small stuff anymore. So that's how he can be like on a plane and kind of, you know, go by the seat of his pants because he really he really could leave this world. Like He's in this, I don't think he's in this like suicidal level no. of leaving, but I think he totally is not like the things that get his interest are the things that make his brain spin um, versus his company is just like almost pulling him down. That's why it's not like he just missed one meeting and his best friend is wilding out. It's like he misses multiple meetings because he don't give a darn about right. it so if you made all your observations for episode one we can move on to episode two episode two it is so what's your first observation or question so in episode two and i don't have a question just yet but in episode two i enjoyed that we got to dig deeper into who eddie kim was dig deeper into the psychologist girlfriend and how you know she I'm I'm going to say two things. On one side of her, I felt like she was trying to help him. But then on the other side, I felt like she was just placating because she it didn't even seem like she was too vested in him truly getting it together. Like she's asking questions. She, you know, she seems like she's doing all the right things. But because Eddie has pointed out, dude, you got to stop taking the drugs. You got to get yourself together and, you know, pull it back in for the company's sake. And she continues to give him the drugs. And that was like kind of telltale for me, like, oh, so now if you really were about him being where he needed to be, wouldn't you, you know, try to wean him off or give him some alternatives? And yes, she tells him no, but she keeps giving it to him. And that's, I guess, where my final take was. She kept giving him the drugs. And I don't know, it, it, gave, it was like a foreshadowing of what I later learned. I'll tell you this. I'm not, like, there's no spoiler here. Uh, hopefully not I'm just giving you my assumptions and what I think is going to happen and as y'all know there's a 50-50 shot it very well may not come to pass this way I think that they're trying to make it seem like they're going to lead us down this weird path like his best friend is part of control bureau because for two seconds I even thought that as I watched these these first four episodes But on revisiting the episodes, I don't know if the best friend is involved, but I definitely think that she is just like, I think that old Mm. man who is on the board, who is supposed to be his mentor, I think he's, I think he's part of it too. And I say that because in episode two, as stuff starts to unfold, episodes two on, as stuff starts to unfold, the best friend he really is shook. He really is like, what the hell are y'all doing about? Like, it's not a show. But I think that there are others around him who are part of the control bureau or even Sigma. I will get to that. 
part of some other organizations, other stuff that's going down. Okay, maybe there will be spoilers. If you all haven't watched <laughs> one through four, that's your fault. I'm not even going to be sorry about that this time. <laughs> Please go, Sun Ray. So the other thing that I took note in, because he leaves us in episode two, we met him in episode one, but I guess I didn't pay him any mind for real in there. But in episode two was the young man who was helping Parks and High's character, C.O. C.O. Han? I think, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, um, I think his character is called Joe Jason. Yeah, not his name, her name. Her name, I think, is Seal Han. Yeah. Um, but he was the one helping her, the blonde guy. And so I paid attention to him because initially I just took it as, you know, he's helping her out to get to her next step. But then for a couple of seconds, and I'm still not 100% sure, I kind of wondered about him because, one, he was able to get away from, and even afterwards, it's not like we were told at the end of episode one after he had left it's not like we were told control bureau found him took him and you know captured him we he was able to help her get tickets and things like that so at the end i'm figuring they're gonna have to come back together somehow and i'm thinking it's because she does owe him she owes him money she gave him some uh numbers for lottery but we don't know if he made the lottery if he won or not and just, you know, a few things that happened there. So I was kind of wondering about him and if he's going to make a comeback and how that would look. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, how the hell does she know the winning lottery numbers? Like, is that some stuff that they memorize in the future? Okay. So that they can get quick money in the past? Like, well, so here's what I paid attention to. And mm. this is definitely spoiler territory. Sorry, you guys, but if you pay don't attention, be sorry. don't be sorry. Yeah. Uh-uh. No sorries. We're jumping y'all need to from watch episodes. The show. <laughs> yeah, y'all need to watch. Like this show is the bomb. Stop. It is. You know it what? Pause, go watch, then come back. Okay, go on, Sun Ray. <laughs> <laughs> but her dad is a police officer. Her mm. dad was the new police officer who we see now, the new young guy. He was his partner and he played the lotto a lot. So I'm wondering you if that's something. This. Yeah, yeah. So How I'm did, wondering. Wait, if wait, 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 wait. How did you know this? Because I was scrolling through the internet and saw stuff, and I oh. said, "Oh, let me go back and look at that." And oh. so what I needed to see to go, okay, that is him. Oh, cause see, I I was like, I mean, did you naturally glean it from watching the show, or you what you? got on the internet and it told I you gleaned enough to go they keep showing this man so he he's of some imp- like that's my thing i i've paid attention to in the k dramas you gotta watch what they give you because they're giving you pieces of things and sometimes if you just are a fast watcher if you're a quick watcher or you know you half watching while you're doing something else you could miss something so mm. that officer we've seen him too many times and that's what made me go he's important so i saw something showing him and i was like oh let me read this because I want to know why do they keep giving us him with the younger officer? And that's what made me catch what I saw and then went back to, you know, find my information. Wow. Wow. That's deep. Because I didn't even catch that he was, you know what? He may very well have been knocking out those lottery tickets and I didn't pay that not one bit of attention, but also that's a reach because my grandma been playing the lottery forever and I never memorized some lotto numbers. I'm just saying. Well, so I take it as he may have won at some point or something that gave her the opportunity to know what those numbers were. I, I don't, I don't hundred percent understand all of that, but yeah, because she knows a lot of stuff that's happening. She's able to tell them, like, remember, I don't know if anybody else has paid attention to this several times. She has said, I'm not going to die today. Like she clearly knows she's not going to die today. Right. But something is going on that the father, I think, knows when she might die. And so uh, that's why I'm, there's something weird and loop-de-loop because I almost low-key feel like She's in the future, but she's not of the future. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Because again, we learn about this, this uploading and downloading. So I don't know. And, and it makes total sense what you're saying that maybe he wins the lottery because how would otherwise, how would like, okay, just knowing how cast systems work 
and how the have and have nots are, the people who would get to go back to the past, at least initially, would either be brilliant in some fashion, wealthy in some fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like he has, he spent time protecting her, making sure she always wore her mask, doing all this stuff. Like if she were a child of her time, she would be too radioactive to go back. But her, her father been plotting for a long time. Yeah, so I'm figuring that's going to be some future something we learn about, about what does he know, how deep was he in? Because, again, remember when she met, okay, so we have completely left the concept of episode one, two, and three. Okay, so remember when she (laughs) met the guy they watched being downloaded? Yes. And he was the police officer? Yep, that's episode three. Okay, and he proceeds to say, when you see me again, do not be upset with me because, you know, here I'm going to do some horrible things, but please forgive me in advance because I was under, you know, I was basically lied to. They told me some stuff that wasn't the truth and excuse me, I fell for it and here I am. And so I think dad, you know, may have been caught up in some of that as well. Like going back, seeing some things and going, oh shoot, let me get her up out of here or whatever the case might've been, but something, something he knows and something that he's, you know, privy to, and maybe he was part of control bureau too. I don't know. Right. No, it, it could very well be true. And actually I think that was part of episode four because that's when they like introduced the cop and stuff. And that was like yeah. a deep story in and of itself. Like I'll try not to go deeply into it. Um, but yeah, it's like when I saw too much of him, I didn't even look at his partner, but when I saw too much of him, I was like, oh, this is about to be about him. Especially when they opened some of his belongings and you saw what was there, you were like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, because he but, brought back the ramen uh, and all that, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. So, okay, let's jump back to episode three if we can, because I have an observation. We were, we were on um, two, so we're done with two. Yeah, I'm done with two. Okay, so on to three. On to three, do you, you said you had an observation, so go ahead, I'll let you roll first. But like, can you kind of tell us where we are in three? So three, if I remember correctly, like they have to, they travel to this other location. I'm not gonna, it's like, okay, here's the confusion, you guys. And please excuse me because I was trying to be all hard and tough and tell y'all you know spoilers forever in a day but I'm trying to like hide what I can hide and then like not give too much away but it's very hard so I, I guess it's just this is spoilers spoilers and more spoilers like I just I can't handle it so they go to Busan because she feels the need to go. I forget why she feels the need. Oh no, she's going because she knows that's where he is. He's going because that's where he was going to give a speech at the very least mm-hmm. if he wasn't there for other, oh because he saw himself in a picture you'll have to watch it to understand what the hell was going on with that but he's they're all going to busan to kick it and so in the course of her going there one of my observations is that when she like walked into the the conference hall, the conference building, she didn't even try to be inconspicuous. She was just Mm-mm. beating the security guards left and right. And I I was like, damn chick, like I understand you're a Terminator, but can't you just go through a medical detector like anyone else? Then, you know, quietly. Oh, it set off when she went through. It set oh, off when she went well, through. Oh, well, so maybe she knew ahead of time that she was radioactive as all oh, get out. Okay. And then I wondered if she, and she do- didn't she have a gun, a gun on her? Girl, but she had something that looked like a gun. It was all bedazzled and pretty and sparkly and stuff because that's what she liked to do. I guess as a kid, she had been walking around around with weaponry from a young age. So she just didn't get it because everything, every bit of her weapons is like painted and pretty and has stickers on it. I don't get that. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) But I thought maybe she was doing it to attract the security to help her with um, stopping the assassination but it, hey like you said if she was already gonna throw stuff off she was just like let me beat you to the punch literally well no as soon as she came through though literally when she went through it went right off and so she started her action right then yeah bam 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 I mean seriously she kicks ass so what observations did you make so the observation I have from episode three was the assassin 
what mm. under the sun was mm. he? Later, I understood because right now I am taking a course to get uh, certified in computer science. And as I'm going through this course and all the stuff I'm learning and, you know, codes, things happening, this, that, and the third, I won't bore you with all the jargon. But as I'm going through the course, I am, you know, it helped me clearly to understand when they said sometimes downloads can go bad. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, he was a bad download. Okay, I got it. No, exactly. No, ma'am, you you hit the nail on the head because I thought he was either a bad download or, okay, so there's that he's a bad download. Then there's that maybe they weren't going to invest a lot of code into someone who they expected to be killed. And then there's like, when you look at it, pull back and stop being viewer, viewer and start being maybe like, you know, a producer or the writer of a, you know, a drama that they wanted to make him as unattractive as possible because he is a quote unquote bad guy. So they weren't going to humanize him. They were going to turn him as ugly as possible. So and that's I what I'm looking at too. Initially thought he was a, like a, no offense to anybody who may have, you know, uh, body parts that are deformed or things like that, but like a freak from the control bureau because remember when old guy when a uh, hante Sewell went to t- control bureau he saw those people who were in the uh basically like they were in cages not cages but like they were in those rooms that you could see their silhouettes and they were looking weird and making sounds and stuff so i'm like mm. what the hell are these are these people they've experimented on like what is this shit so that's what i thought he was but then now that the broker explained the whole concept of the downloading. I was like, okay, those were all downloads that went bad. So when Control Bureau picked them up, that's where they, you know, put them and placed them. Some of right. them they reused and had them help them do things. But for the most part, those are the downloads that didn't go right. Wow. That's sad and disrespectful as all get out. But yeah, but so I knew he was yeah. our assassin and he had come to kill Hante Soul. That was it. Right. He was coming to kill Hante Soul and knock him out. Because I didn't to mind which, his oh go on, sorry. I was I was just gonna add to which I didn't quite understand because Hante Sul hadn't developed the technology that allowed them to even be there. So was he part of control bureau or was he someone who was like a this was his protest of I don't want this ever to be made, and so I'm coming to kill the man who built it so that it doesn't get made. Like no, he already I created it. No, no, no. He hadn't. He had created that that thing to move. Oh, Jesus. To move uh physical something in space, right. break it into but, particles and read itself. Right. He he done that and that may have been part of the technology, but remember when it was part of it, going- but it wasn't it wasn't done because she said to him, I am here to stop you from creating the uploader. Right. But then remember when he, in the first episode, when he thought he was going to die on the plane, he told his friend to go into the safe and like burn or whatever, or destroy his other research. I think he always had it. Uh, I think it was all, okay. I mean, I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that it was already there. They're, they're not going to send him back. Okay. They're not going to send someone back to kill him before he actually thinks it out his brain. He already had it somewhere. That's why I feel like control is all up in his business, literally, because he's already like, you know, like, I feel like it's all part of anyway, but I think he already created it. I think that some of it was what he showed them at that conference, right? because you know what I'm saying? But I think the rest of it is in his safe. <laughs> Okay. So, and that could be the case. Cause again, I just took from what she said, which is what made me go, Oh, so it hasn't even been made yet. And she was like, I'm here to stop you from doing that before you create it. And so I can't even remember if he responded to her. Cause I said, I took note that he didn't say, Oh, I'm glad you're here. Or, oh, I won't make it. Like, I don't even know. I think that might've been at the point where they jumped. So again, you know, it didn't get all fleshed out and I'm ready, I'm ready for episode five so I can get some more information, but yeah. 
Right, because when I noticed his what he looked like, I mean, granted, you know, it's not real, but as an actor, what he conveyed when he saw that other guy download, I think he was seeing what he had already imagined, like actually happening. Like he went, oh snap, the thing that I thought of really did can do, you know, can mm. exist. I think he knew. Like when they were in that warehouse watching it go down, he was like, oh snap, <laughs> you know. I made a mistake. <laughs> so one of my other observations, let's see, because I think we talked about the assassin because I had a note. They didn't even give the assassin the full-time travel body makeover, did they? <laughs> I, I mean, I think we all noticed that he was looking pretty darn jack. And then, oh, and then I also noticed, see, this is how petty I am. So no one is going to look at the deformed assassin in a, in a guard's uniform. The hat covered all that ugly up. Even his ear, come on. Because when they were chasing after them, they completely ignored that the assassin was on the ground. Like no yeah. one looked back to be like, ooh, man, oh, dude, what happened? You know, no one, no one did anything. They were so busy running after them. I was like, mm-mm, and yeah, I, and then just to bring it back to our last point, I have a note that says, the minute I saw how his new gadget worked, I knew this was how folks would be recreated into the past. What other observations did you have? The only other observation is the broker and understanding what, like the broker to me was a horrid loan, a loan shark of sorts. Like mm. you get the people, cause you're doing the exact same thing in my opinion, control bureau is doing the only thing that's different from what control bureau is doing is that you are making people feel like they have a way out or making them feel like they have a way to to do something and so remember he told her oh as soon as you came you should have checked in with me like that was the they didn't tell you check in with me and I'm going okay wait a minute who is this dude and like what is his real purpose like I don't understand his job because if you're Doing the same thing control bureaus doing, I'm not understanding how you are any different in so many words. No, you're too literal. He's a, he's a con artist. Like, if you look at how he rolls, he's not he's in no way legit. He's a thief. So he got there by okay. whatever means because he got Tweedledee and Tweedledum to work for him. If he if he really were if he were really oh, he legit, got the girl too, right. I think that he had a night, he has a nice setup where he finds these folks, he steals their, you know, suitcases and, and maybe he, you know, drops them a hundred bucks and says, good luck in life or a hundred Wong and says, good luck in life. Like he's, he's a con artist, plain and simple. So, and I think he knows enough of what is going on to avoid control bureau, but at the same time to like help in a fashion. He he has that kind of smarts, you know, or those kinds of smarts. But I don't think he's a good guy. I don't think he's legit. Oh, hell no. He's not a good guy. Right. Right. That's why I was just, I personally was just waiting for when they were going to have to kick his ass. It wasn't a matter of if I knew that there was no scenario where they were going to be with this guy and be good. I just knew that they were going to eventually have to run away from him too. Yeah. And then um, I have a note. It was sketchy to me that they found three average low-level cops to look into the high-profile case when MacGyver was taken. You you know what I'm saying? Because the the three cops that were in that were talking to his found the co-founder. That's why I believe the co-founder didn't know what the hell was going on because the co-founder uh. is for real. Like why are you all here? Why are you all asking dumb questions? Like he's, he's not putting on a show. I think he really is like, how are you going to get my boy back? You know how high profile he is. Why are y'all here? Like, I think they did that on purpose. I think that, you know, there are various um, machinations behind the scenes that are trying to keep, you know, him being from being found because I believe that if he gets killed while out there being kidnapped, then no, there's no one to blame. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I mean, it'd be the same way with how they immediately turned him and her into a robber and a killer for the uh, old lady when she was already dead. The cop's mom. 
Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. I think that there are, I think that there's bigger, bigger hands in this trying to make sure that they lose beyond just like, just control bureau. Um, yeah. And that's what we kind because of find out. Oh, go on. That board member, that board right. member bringing in control bureau. And then when Eddie Kim was sitting and talking to them, I could tell then clear as day, oh, he is not a part of them and he's clueless as to who he's talking to and what's going on. Right. Right. Because he's like, his phone ain't right anymore. He's like, <laughs> yeah, they coming for him. So like episode four, if you're done with episode three. Yes. You? Okay. I have a couple of notes, not really a lot of questions, just assumptions, guesses. Um, ahead of the other episodes, trying to read ahead, even though I don't know what the hell is going on, y'all. I don't know what's going on completely. It's not like I don't know it <laughs> like the King Eternal Monarch ignorance, but it surely is me guessing around corners when we don't know what's coming. So one of the first things that I think, um, and I may have mentioned it before, is I think the old man on the board is in cahoots with the control bureau. What do you think, yeah. Song Ray? Oh, I totally agree. I think because basically we saw that he was, um, he had brought in the head guy of control bureau to talk to them. And based upon looking at their looks and other like little foreshadows they gave, I really believe, yes, he is definitely a part of it. Right. And then... Um, and especially like it took me watching him, like the three of them sit, the best friend, old man, and the head of control bureau sitting together for me to then believe, oh, okay, best friend, he really doesn't have a clue. Like before I was, mm -hmm. I was thinking he was faking the funk, but now I realized, oh, dude, you about to get hurt because you in the middle of some stuff you don't even know about. Um, okay. And then the next thing was cop dude. So the minute they started talking about Cop Dude's backstory, when we didn't even know barely who he was, I was like, oh, okay, like I could see he was going to be important somehow. I could see that his mother's death was going to be uh, a part of it. It even made sense later when um, Broker Dude opened up his, um, what is it, his suitcase and just found ramen noodles. I was like, oh, dude, that's a that's a whole yeah. suitcase of regret. That's what that is. Yes. Damn, dude, damn. What do you think, Sung Ray? Um, I'm going to jump back just a uh, sec. And I was thinking about what you said about um, Hante Soul's best friend who's on the, uh, who's the co-founder or whatever of Quantum in Time. Mm -hmm. He, yes, I really did think he was like in cahoots and kind of knew some stuff. But yeah, that that meeting and a few other things just let me know, oh, he is blind. He's not a little blind. He's blind on what is going on. But I'm a little confused as to why he's as blind as what, on what's going on because his girlfriend, um, her father is that board member. And I don't know, I just thought maybe... I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little confused. Is he being used as a tool or are they keeping him blind on per like why are they keeping him blind? Why aren't they pulling him into this? Cause it seems like he would do it because he's interested in taking over Hante Soul's position. And so that's kind of a little iffy for me. Like, how's this your best friend you started a company with? And yeah, you you see all throughout the episodes, he has been trying to help him rein it in, pull it in, do better, come to meetings, be informed, you know come on be part of this but then at the same time the fact that he was too quick to want to tell her about how he was going to take over the company remember um i think it was episode three where they were preparing for the speech mm -hmm. that hante so eventually showed up to so i don't know i'm just a little bit like the friend is he got multiple sides to him for me he's he's multi-dimensional right now right and and honestly that's why i like the show i like this show because you know, aren't those the best shows when any one character is not just one note or two notes? Yes, yes. And and one note for him is he's ambitious, right? But the second uh -huh. is he's been a friend to Hante Soul since college. And that has built a certain dynamic between them. And number three, and I kind of mentioned this later, or I have it later in my notes, but I'll mention it now. In a weird kind of way, 
Hati Sewell broke the friendship covenant with his friend in that he was a certain type of guy with a certain high level of ambition before his brother died. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like he was so much so that his brother clearly is in distress and he's like, keep my brother out of here. I'm about to, to get mine. Right. The, the moment mm-hmm. that he always regrets, he was that guy. He was that asshole. He was that ambitious guy. And so his friend was right there with him. And then after his brother died, Hante Soul totally did like a 180, totally lacks totally don't give a damn, totally won't show up to meetings, totally has no ownership. And so the that void then means that the friend turns into almost a caretaker, which in yeah. a weird kind of way is unfair. So, they're mo- so that's why I kind of understand, like, I understand how he can be super ambitious and really he's getting the girl because based on like, I think the first episode, um, Taisul stole one of his girlfriends, didn't he? Like, or stole some girl. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. Hante Soul and that uh, physician were dating, and the friend basically slid in on her. But I thought that in the first episode. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. right. He You're was right. Like, oh, and that, that girl back in the day. Yes, yes, you yes, know. Yes. So I think that there was a place where there was like a friendly rivalry going on between them. And here comes the best friend with the opportunity. He's been cleaning up after Hante Soul. He's been being the adult in the situation. You know, he's been being the CEO while his friend is off blinking and tri- twitching and freaking out. Bless his soul. Bless him. He's been going through the most trying to cover for his friend. And in a weird kind of way, and I am just totally making this up because you know you guys know I have an imagination. The, <laughs> <laughs> the payback for him having to jump through all these hoops, maybe in his mind is, see, I got the girl. See, I got the the position. But I don't think he's coming from a place where he would actively cut his friend to get it. I think he's just like, hey, if you leave it sitting there and no one else is picking it up, I might as well do it. So I think that, that that's why I think that he was like, well, let me go on and do this because Frankly, I don't think Hante Su cares. Like, let's just keep it. Yeah, he's up. extreme aloof right now. Right. And and everyone wants him to give a damn about being CEO because he used to really give a damn about being a CEO. Dude don't care. He don't care. Not one bit. So when they threaten him, when they're like, why don't you show up to meetings? He is so off the island. He is so in another world, almost literally. Truly. It's, you know, but um, yeah. The best friend. What's the best friend's name? Oh, I don't know his name right this second. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm like, because you know me, I like to give nicknames, even though I can say some of their <laughs> names. I've been coming up with nicknames like Hunte Soul. Like I've been calling him Nerdy CEO for the longest. I've been calling him MacGyver <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the longest. And oh, and speaking of MacGyver, and then please interrupt me. Please do. Um, in episode four, like, if Hante Soon wasn't MacGyvering the hell out of some Coke bottles, I mean, damn, dude, he's been doing Girl. it the whole time. He's been doing it the whole time. But when you can take a Coke bottle, and I don't know what solution, like homemade, whatever, or, you know, a cleaning solution or whatever he used, I was like, don't let the folks in the hood know about this because they will straight be shooting Coke bottles at each other. That is a shame, but yeah, because those was knocking folks out. They 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 were poor potent. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, and then it was like when they when they were regular, they were just sitting upright, and then it was like he was going, okay, and a one, and a two, and a, I was like, that looks fun. <laughs> like it's funny. They, like they need to put a note. Do not try this at home. Oh. Something else. Do not try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> That is too funny. So, but, what, so okay, back yeah. to that officer. Because, yes, Han Teisu is MacGyver. He is showing his skills everywhere we go, even how he quickly created an app and started that car in episode three. Okay. Um, but back to that officer. So I think one of the things with that officer that really kind of has 
made me just stop and go, hmm, is first off, did you pay attention to the fact that he is two beings, two entities of himself in one space and time? So his present self is the officer who was in the alleyway who got attacked by the one-armed man that grew his arm. Mm. And then his future self is the first download that uh, Hante Sewell and C- what is her name? Siohe? Right. Siohe get to see. And so I was like, oh, wow. Usually in these dramas and whenever you see these shows where they're talking in terms of having two of the same species, the same being in the same space and time, things are adjusted. Like maybe one kills the other or something to that effect. Right. Or it, it changes history or whatever. But I thought it was kind of wild. They are both in this same frame and we're seeing his future and his past. Like it was weird. It's weird. Well, see, the thing is, I think the way that they kind of worked that out was they didn't have him alive for long, right? He No, he, he was, wasn't. He was alive just long enough to make his mama some ramen noodles and mm-hmm. and cry over her, R.I.P., because I like that actress. That was a nice little cameo for her. And yeah. and then he was he was done for. So and then Control Bureau knows way too much. They just know way too much. And so it was like they knew to use this guy. Like, if it were me and they saw him at the scene of the crime and how everything went down, you would think they'd be like, you know what, let's take this guy out of rotation because at some point he might help them. Like, that's how I would think. But clearly there's something bigger at work and I look forward to it. But, and I think that you explained to me and please, you'll need to explain again, like how um, his partner is her father, right? Yeah. Right. Cause you caught that and I didn't even see it coming. I think you had to like explain it to me in slow motion. <laughs> I was like, huh? And only because he was, they showed a few things that just made it okay. That's yeah. Those are like, I guess goose eggs, whatever you guys want to call them. Little Easter foreshadows. Eggs. There you go. Thank you. But (laughs) any which way I know at one point, the current police officer who we've met him and his partner are at either a restaurant or they're somewhere. And the partner has like all of these uh, lotto tickets and he's scratch or filling in the lotto. That was like a little catch on of who he was, but then it was something else that happened. And it made me go, is that the same guy? But I saw, um, some commenting and went and did some research over on Twitter. I saw the commenting and then I went and did a little research and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's her dad. Her dad is, uh, the new police officer who's just come on his, uh, partner. Right. And that totally explains why she knows all these lateral numbers. It doesn't completely explain, but I understand that I have to suspend this belief because I got a grandmother who gambles all the darn time. And I don't, I don't memorize lotto numbers y'all. So I don't know why she she would win the lotto off of one. You would keep that in mind. But you know what? We'll see what happens with this. Um, with, you know, this chick who likes to memorize uh, a lot of numbers. Um, and let me see, do you have anything? I have one more point, but please you go. Do you have any more points? Well, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about like the downloading and the uploading. Cause that was so cool to me. So, okay. We hear that, uh, Siohe tells him that she is going to stop him from inventing the uploader. Because that's what he's supposed to invent. And in his invention of this uploader, we now understand how people are moving from future to past. And so what happens is when they're in the future, somehow they get sent as an up, they get sent as like an electrical, not electrical, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm Girl, not we don't know science, science like so, that. Yeah, I was about and, to say, I'm not even going to play myself and put all the my ignorance out here. However, it's right. an upload. So from there they get, well, they're getting downloaded from there. So from the future, they're getting downloaded to the past. And so when they get downloaded, that explains to me that guy that was uh, the marksman who was trying to shoot him, the, mm. the one who was a horrible marksman. Because how the hell you have yourself set up that long and you missed the shot. But moving on, that guy. So how his ear was all deformed and whatever, and mm-hmm. how old boy who attacked the 
the police officer in the alleyway with the half arm mm-hmm. and his arm grew. And we've seen a few others that just don't look quite right. They're not downloading properly. And so these are downloads that had a glitch of some sort, something went wrong. And so this is my theory, at least. I'm not 100% sure that I'm right, but I think I'm right. That these downloads are just not happening correctly. And so these are what, what they look like when that doesn't go correct. And so those are the people who are in control bureau, the ones who are um, behind those glasses or doors or whatever that is jail they're in cells so that's that's what I believe is going on right so let me just say this first anything you come up with with this pseudoscience makes perfect sense because (laughs) this is a drama it is not real life (laughs) see this is where Sun Ray like starts digging in deep trying to like you know what maybe I don't get it because I haven't read about the science ma'am no the science doesn't exist because this is a tv show <laughs> this is pseudoscience okay like <laughs> anything you come up with makes perfect sense to me um so yes I agree with you I just thought they he, they honestly I I kind of low-key thought that they had the generic upload and not the brand name <laughs> Ah. I I thought they was like they just weren't worth the full shebang and I don't know who gets picked or how they get picked like I don't know the the cast system for getting uploaded like if you have to have money in your bank account or if you got to be special if you got to be Elon Musk or something to get an upload like I don't know so when they send these folks back I just figured that they were like getting the the cheapy version like they were getting the like O's instead of Cheerios version <laughs> of, of uploads. You know what I'm saying? Because he was not pressed right. that he looked crazy. He was not pressed. Mm-mm. He kept it going. Mm-mm. Like I would have been like, dude, um, can I look a little bit better before I, I hit these streets trying to kill people? No, he just put his hat on and kept going. So I kind of <laughs> have low-key think he knew he was gonna look basic formed <laughs> yeah okay. I think he knew he was not gonna be a hundred and that's sad that's sad that that was his hmm. life I wonder what his childhood was like mm. well so if that's the case that's a different that's a different thought process that I'll, I'll have to get into like you're right okay. and I'm wrong I just looked at that and I was like because they already said that there were high, there was a high likely likelihood that people would not make it so maybe they did the most for this guy and they just didn't. But like, this is two of them, two of their people, two of their people sent back to do some dirty deeds and they both come out looking all uh, mangled up and, you know, yeah. like the cousin to Elephant Man. Mm, bless Elephant Man, RIP. He was a real person in life. Anyway, no disrespect, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I do, I do. They're sending back henchmen means... and they all look this way. Right. And now, that could be the case. Maybe they are choosing to send specific beings for the purposes of being the hitmen, the ones who could get lost. Uh-huh. But I find that to be even more diabolical than my initial thoughts. So, okay. But that's what they're supposed to do because they're the control bureau. They're not the weak bureau. They're not the well, now, bureau. They're the are control they bureau. the control bureau or are they oh. a Sigma? Because Sigma, remember, right. we find out about them at the end of episode four where they, I don't, was that a preview, I guess? Well, they mentioned Sigma, but then at the preview, they show the back of that man's head. So like, I'm, mm-mm. That's okay. okay. I'll take it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't know the ins and outs of Sigma. That is just a name at this point. So we just going to ride or die with, you know, what we got for a poor chop. We got control bureau. We got cop that died, but he potentially is going to be asshole cop in the future. We got Hansel. We got, you know, Soye. Soye? How do you say her name? I've been calling her Rose in my head. C-O-H-E. C-O-H-E? Okay. Because I've been calling her Rose in my head. Like I went from calling him nerdy CEO to, to Jack from Titanic because when we get to the end of episode Girl, four yes. and he jumps in the water <laughs> to save her I'm like it gives me all kinds of Titanic they even did um if you go back and listen the song is like the the, the Titanic theme song my heart will go on by Celine Dion Jeez I kid Louise. you not I was like oh this is an opportunity for for um Jack to come back alive you know <laughs> Because I was like, because I, these are my nicknames for dude. Okay, so Han Tae Sul, that's his name. 
but I've always called him in my head, nerdy CEO, sometimes MacGyver, sometimes Jack. Um, she has pretty much not had a name, but then I started calling her Rose in my head. I'm being oh, disrespectful. Funny. You know what? I should call her Terminator because that's what she is for real. Like Girl. she came back to save the future. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So uh, do you have any special nicknames for folks so far? <laughs> um, no, really, I don't. Other than uh, the the flirty doctor, flirty doctor. She's she's about it. We were talking in terms of a Vincenzo. I got all kind of nicknames, but this girl, one, nah, not yet. Girl, girl, you're going to have to do a whole separate show on that because I'm not I down know, for right? Vincenzo. And <laughs> I'll just listen to you and make fun and just let you have that show. Because if you think it's worthy of a show, then we should definitely do a show. But you already know, I'm not interested. I was expecting to get like straight up godfather and instead i got some like humor man i i said on twitter i said on twitter i was looking for godfather and i got rose from uh golden girls well okay thank you thank you like no so if we and i, I, I can clearly see from <laughs> it, the it twitter cleared verse, itself up it cleared itself up but go ahead that's nice that it cleared itself up and I'm down for the Twitterverse being in love with Vincenzo because I like the lead actor, but no, oh gosh, I'm not yes. writing for it. I'm not writing for it. So is there anything you want to say else about episode four before we close this down? Last thing that I caught and that was just kind of questionable for me. And now again, this is song raise suspension, disbelief issues. However, when she jumps in the water the journal opens and I found the journal situation to be kind of, is this a foreshadowing? Because the words on the journal disappear. And so somebody was like, oh, well, no, because, you know, I have, we're in a group chat as well. So in the group chat, somebody was saying, well, no, the water made it disappear. And I'm like, mm, that would take some time for the water to make the words disappear. Those words disappear pretty quickly. So I'm not sure if that's a foreshadowing to something coming up. That that was my last, like, hmm, where are they going with this? Because those words were like right there telling Hante so happy birthday, but she'll be dead by the time he reads this. And then all of a sudden it's gone. I agree with you. And the reason I agree with you is that logically, like sometimes you have to completely step the hell out of, you know, <laughs> of logic. Um, logically, you would think, okay, the water ruined the words. But if that were the case, why are they even showing us her diary? They're showing us her uh, diary because that means something. Therefore, it's not water. It is the magic of pseudoscience. She changed, somehow she changed the trajectory, see, of how the uploading and the downloading, see, how that all works, see, <laughs> he made it go away. <laughs> I don't know. I, got now, I no hear you because you know I'm all the way there. For this. But I'm telling you, if they showed us the diary, it was because they wanted us to see that it had magically disappeared. And I received that because I'm again that was where my thoughts were. Right. Otherwise, it's just a wet notebook. Like we understand it fell in some water, but that's not why they're going to put camera shots and spend time and effort to do CGI graphics on a notebook or on a diary. No, nah, it's because it's magically gone. Like back to the future when he started blinking out while he was playing his solo in the first back to the future because he was changing the future. Marty yeah. McFly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Exactly. She's doing some blinking in and out with the diary. That's what's going on. <laughs> Lord. I'm, I'm just explaining it to y'all in terms that you can understand because I understand you're on a deeper level. I just don't want to overwhelm you don't with worry. my understanding of the pseudoscience of a TV show <laughs> that is completely making up some shit. Anyway, uh, that's hilarious. a great point to make. That is a wonderful point to make. Is there anything else before we close this one down? Nah, that's it. That was, this was it. 
Ready to well, see what's going to happen in episodes five and six. Right. And that's what we, just to give y'all a heads up of what we're doing, we're going to do it. We're going to do an episode in like four episode chunks. Um, so we're not going to do it like per episode. We're going to, the next time you're going to hear from us is after episode eight. Um, because there is a lot to talk about, but we don't want to edit like that. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want to edit like that unless you want to hear all the mistakes and and sneezes and craziness that comes with our audio sometimes we just don't want to edit like every episode for every show because it's 16 episodes right yeah I think this is a 16 episode right and unless and they better not do us dirty because I'm so sick of Netflix doing us dirty, coming back, talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to have a season two. The reason I love um, Asian television oh is because they got a beginning, a middle, and a an end. I was going to curse, but I stopped nah. myself. You did great. You did great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm I trying. I'm trying. And I knew it was like a heavy one, too. I didn't want it to be that heavy. Like a damn or an F word or, you know, F bomb or something. That's permissible. But I didn't want to throw some MFs in the world. You know, that messes with your spirit. Anyway, so um, this is something else. (laughs) And And Song Ray, you guys have a great one. Please make sure that you um, comment or point out where we completely get it wrong thanks you guys bye bye thank you so much for listening to black girl soul we enjoyed having you and please subscribe like and follow our facebook page youtube channel twitter page instagram page and join our facebook group you can also find us on patreon please look below for links see you guys next week